Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200. Ahoy hoy, everybody. Welcome to Talking Simpsons, where we should be able to run over as many children as we want to. Uh, this is the Blazer Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. I'm your host, as always, Bob Mackey. Who else is here today? Wow, Bob Mackey. What? It's got to be there. Hi, I'm Chris Antista. I'm working the stupid sounds. I'm Henry Gilbert. That's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And today's episode, rather this week's episode, is Bart gets hit by a car. Sorry, mm-hmm. Bart gets hit by a car. And in, in case you don't know what happens, Bart gets hit by a car driven by Mr. Burns, <laughs> and there's an entire lot. Suits. And this episode aired on January 10th, 1991. Chris, what happened on this fabled day in history? <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. This week in Simpsons history, CNN overtakes ABC, CBS, and NBC in the news department during its cover of the Persian Gulf conflict. Phillips introduces the first edge ever digital audio cassette to the wow. world. And John Goodman signs a three-picture deal with Universal Studios in anticipation of his upcoming hit, King Ralph. Oh, man, oh, wow. King Ralph. Was one of those movies that arachnophobia, or was that pre- No, it must... I think that's it was like, Amblin. No, it was King Ralph, and then... Uh, the Babe. Uh, the, the, and then uh, Flintstones. Oh, really? Universals as well. What about Matinee? Matt Anybody? Hey, I have seen it, yes. Okay, wow. It feels so weird it. to be like, a three-picture deal. A three-picture exactly. deal with this fat fellow. So this is the first <laughs> Simpsons episode to be based on a Billy Wilder movie. Uh, that would be The Fortune <laughs> Cookie. And uh, uh, Radio Bart was based on Ace in the Hole, which is f- so great. Such a good movie. But Ace this, in the Hole is great. I've never yeah. heard of Fortune Cookie. Though. Fortune Cookie is exactly the same thing. Like It's about a fraudulent lawsuit with a crooked lawyer, which is what this episode okay, is, is about. Is that why the, the episode starts out with a title for some reason? That Oh, go ahead, Henry. I finally got that. It was a joke because they'd never done a title card before. And mm-hmm. as a kid, I thought... I finally get the joke now. The joke is that the episode is called Bart Gets Hit by a Car. Uh-huh. And it flashes up on screen right as he gets hit by it, a car. It is the, you know, the pacing is Bart Gets Hit by a Car. Boom! I, I, hit I, by a car. I cut it out of the clip I took of it, but it starts like the Simpsons theme song. So it is a. You're right, it is part of a joke because the, the theme song is still going and he's abruptly bashed by a car. Yeah, yeah. when the title card comes yeah. up, like you think, oh, this episode is called Bart Gets Hit by a Car. When will that happen? Boom. Isn't the title on like uh, the grill of Burns's, like uh, the dashboard, or sorry, the grill of his car? No, it, it's just a Chiron on screen yeah. when it happens. And also, I remember because I'm a very like analytical child, when I saw it was episode exactly. 23 as a kid, I know I was immediately counting like. Wait, were there 23? Did I miss that one? one? That one, that one. Yeah, but... This is episode is. 23 of Talking Simpsons then, right? Yes. It has yeah, to be. This is the 23rd one. This is the 10th episode of season two, and that's the... And to reiterate, Burns hits Bart with a car. Exactly. Yes. I, uh, I think the boy's hurt. Oh, for crying out loud! Just give him a nickel and let's get going! <laughs> uh, I think we should call an ambulance, sir. Dude! 
That, that whole sequence is... He's channeling the ghost of Joe Pesci from Home Alone in his G-rated Razafrakin... That's some classic Burns just like grumbling. And this is not so long after Three-Eyed Fish that... This is, again, the writers just love Burns. They're yeah. like, nope, Burns has got to be the focus of this episode. This yeah. is all, Bur- this is the best Burns episode to date. He's so good in this. I, I think it gets better after this, but like, this is, right now, me as like a Simpsons fan, I'm not watching anything but the first season onwards and doing the show. I'm like, I'm so excited to get more Burns. Yes, he's here and he's here to stay for a while. And uh, Bart dies. Like about, yeah. like like I said, 45 seconds in, Bart is on he, an escalator to heaven. He does. And I, I'm going to throw us off for a little bit. Out but of body experience. I got to throw us off for a little bit because what we're going to hear is Bart's ascent into heaven with the absolute very, very first appearance oh. by, I'd say, the worst death The Simpsons has ever suffered. Death stalks you at every turn. No, Again, no. I'm sorry, but 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 the first time you hear Phil Hartman is not as any of his famous characters, but right. as the as I would say the voice of God, not God, mm-hmm. but the person who speaks on your way to God. Right. Yeah. Please hold on to the handrail. Do not spit over the side. Por favor, I want to say en la veranda. No escupas en los lados. Great Grandpa Simpson. Please hold on to the Snowball. Hand. Do not spit over the side. <laughs> we told you to hold on to the handrail. We asked you not to spit over the side. I love Phil Hartman so, so did much. You, did it give you chills hearing Phil Hartman's yes. voice for the first time? Yes. But that it is in heaven yes. too. Oh, yes, boy. So, well, I, I didn't put those pieces not together. Not that, but just because, like, I forgot. I didn't realize right. he was in there before we saw his famous and character. The- Remember, there's a lawsuit happening. People, you could probably guess it. Oh. Uh, but first, he meets the devil, Bob. I love, I love all the conversations with the devil. Again, at the time, I was super hardcore into Christianity, and the devil the was very real to me. And, and seeing the yeah. Simpsons treat it with such like, eh. Fuck him. Yeah, the like, devil. Who yeah. cares? I'm like, you crazy? That guy will kill you. <laughs> over and over. Uh, but here's Bart meeting the devil. Howdy, stranger. I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? Uh, please allow me to introduce myself. I'm the devil. The devil. <laughs> <laughs> and you've earned eternal damnation for your lifetime of evil deeds, Bart. Spitting off the escalator just clinched it. Hey, I'm innocent, man. <laughs> innocent. Great laughter. Everybody's innocent. <laughs> okay, let's God. just pull up your file. Oh, that it's more of a wonderful visual joke because the devil sits down to a nice mahogany desk and, and fires up uh, my, like an it Apple It is an computer. Apple product, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Okay, it's so great to hear Harry Shearer giving a crap about yes. what he's doing. Like Harry Shearer is on fire, he, like giving so much with all these early episodes. Like, yeah. And if you hear him now, he's just like, I'm only here because I have to be. Like, well, I have God, a million dollars. No, because of that that, um, recent turmoil with him almost quitting the show, but not really, that they don't use him as often as his characters. It went back as far as the writer's strike, even when he would make comments about the writers, how they're not making, they're making too much to complain. And and they're like, well, Harry's the reason why we don't write Mr. Burns into the show anymore, because he doesn't show up table reads and he doesn't like cooperate. And and his Burns now is like, there is no zest. It it is just an old man. Mr. Burns. Like like Al Jean said during the time when he quit, Mm -hmm. he literally phones in his stuff now. Like, he doesn't he doesn't go but there not, not here yeah. Bart they find out the devil finds out Bart's not actually dead and is due back on earth on this mortal in this mortal realm and I love this exchange um say is there anything I can do to avoid coming back here oh sure yeah but uh hey you wouldn't like it oh okay see you later then goodbye Bart <laughs> 
Remember, lie, cheat, steal, and listen to heavy metal music. Yes, Come on, sir. Bart. Oh man. Okay, so like, I feel he like said, I just, yes, sir, to the devil. Exactly. I love that. Like, okay, so in earlier episodes, it's un- it's understood that Bart is just like misunderstood. Mm-hmm. He's, he wants to do good, but mm-hmm. he's just held back by his own brain and his own like genealogy, I guess. But in this episode, it's like, no, Bart is going to hell. He's fine with it, and he calls the devil sir. So yes. like, immediately he's aligned with Satan from this point onwards, which yeah. I love. So if I may make a, a sports reference here. Oh my god, no. The joke is that he says, you're not dear, due here till the Yankees win the pennant. That's a long time from and now. the pennant is what? The pennant <laughs> is uh, the thing before the World Series. The two teams in the World Series, they've won the pennant. I literally didn't know that. Yeah. I'm so, serious. The, the Yankees wouldn't win the American League pennant, which is what the, the league they're in, for a long time. And I looked at the stats, so it had been 10, at the time of this episode's airing, it had been 10 years since the Yankees had won the pennant, and they used to be the winningest team in baseball. Like That's what, the, it, that's what the musical Damn Yankees is about. But yeah. it is weird, because that makes it one of the most dated references of the well, show. because it was the 1996 the Yankees won the pennant again. So it was oh, only wow. five years before they won it But again. then they became like the winningest evil team in the universe. Yeah, like, again, they, in, under George Steinbrenner, which you probably only know because of Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, that's yes. right. Oh, right. That's how I know about the baseball. The Yankees became the winningest team uh, in baseball again. And yeah. now they're not doing so hot anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, so that's a dated joke there. Say, like, man, the Yankees suck, right? So Bart goes back up and he's, um, he's back in a hospital. Oh, and and we meet... the first floorboard jokes they ever did, too, right? Yeah, the like, rising oh, camera yeah. Panning up through, yeah. And then uh, Jacques is there. He's about to get, like, a rectal exam, I guess. I get that joke now that yeah. the hand, the glove going on the hand means butt stuff I yeah. never from a doctor and yeah I didn't get that as a kid but this episode is full of firsts and yeah the next first the oh, next man. first is a big one the first appearance of who Bobby Lionel Hutz Lionel Hutz hey yeah who are you I saw you chasing Bart's ambulance Hutz is the name Mr. Simpson Lionel Hutz attorney at law here's my card it turns into a sponge when you put it in water. Ooh, classy. I'd like to talk to you about bringing legal action against the fiend who did this to your boy. Well, the fiend who did this to my boy is my boss. And besides, the doctor says it's just a bump on the head and a broken toe, nothing serious. <laughs> Doctors. Doctors are idiots. There's no telling what kind of permanent injuries he might have. You might have to wait on him hand and foot for the rest of his natural life. That's the downside. Now, here's the good part. You can ching, 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 cash in on this tragedy. Excuse me, Mr. Hutz. Are you a shyster? How does a nice little girl like you know a big word like that? I, I had God to get I had it. to get as much of it as possible. Oh, and I love him so much. I love Phil Hartman so much. He was so great in everything he God, did. He and just especially, shined, yeah. I miss uh, seeing Lionel Hutz on the show. Yeah, like, yeah, every time Lord. there was a legal conflict, it was an excuse to have Phil Hartman on the episode. Anytime yeah. you needed to like go inside Hollywood with in, in, holding hands with a washed up actor, Troy McClure comes. Troy McClure is a couple episodes off. Oh wow, yeah, yeah it's yeah, and, soon. And, uh, so but my line of the show so far is this one that's the joke Lionel Hutz attorney at law what's that a broken neck great <laughs> it's so good and I want, I want to point out like Lionel Hutz is, is semi I mean he's he's an opera, he's very opportunistic right and kind yeah. of sleazy well really sleazy but he's still competent as a lawyer at the, yeah, at this point, at this yeah. point, I guess, he like, knows the rules that he can break. In the future, he would be drinking in court. He'd have like a, a suitcase full of shredded newspaper. He'd yeah. rename himself Miguel Sanchez. But in he this episode, if that's, if that's what yeah. you think, 
<laughs> As that is what you think. Uh, in the creation of Huts, there were uh, two bits here that, first off, that he's named after a friend of uh, John Schwartzwell, right, the writer, yeah. and that it was Mark Kirkland, the director's idea, to give him a powder blue suit to kind of soften his edges. To give him a right. full Ace Attorney look, or was that years? That was years off. Yeah, it's more like a 70s kind yeah. of look, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, God, the, just also when Bart wakes up and just sees... Lionel like hugging the rest of the family like yeah. you I've never seen before like that's just a great it's it's image. the most and again I'm watching this with my dad who's also an attorney and like he's losing his shit like he thinks this is hilarious <laughs> I'm sure yeah I mean he, he's not like an injury attorney right uh, he was and like quit oh, to go wow. work for the okay. environment and like kind of hates people like this so he probably and knew someone like Lionel Hutz then. I think he was worried about being someone like Lionel Hutz uh, <laughs> and, but... and also the Simpsons monorail the monorail episode is one of my favorites ever mm-hmm. but they actually took a joke from this one that has a nice little girl, no, a big word big like word that. Like right. That's the same thing that Lyle Landley says to Lisa. Another to Phil Hartman character. Another Phil Hartman yeah. character. Yeah, wow. Uh, I love, I love the, the, the portion of like, uh, so they're trying to figure out what to do in the aftermath. Marge clearly doesn't want anything to do with uh, a shyster. It feels weirdly anti-Semitic. Is that okay bit. for me to say? Yeah, a little bit. Is that what it is? <laughs> it I, is. I like it is referencing like, um, I believe it's from the Merchant of Venice. It's, yeah. uh, yes, I mean, I knew uh, that, uh, Bob. Yeah, I need to use this knowledge somewhere. <laughs> I'm sorry. one of like the anti-Semitic characters ever. For sure. But depending I, on your interpretation. I like I the emergence of uh, self-aware Homer. Hey, oh, Simpson, right. I heard Mr. Burns crush oh. your boy. Yeah. <laughs> if I wasn't so spineless, <laughs> I'd march into Mr. Burns' office right now and... Simpson! Stop! Mr. Burns wants you to march into his office right now. Hmm, I love Very it. Very good. Okay, That's so great. practically vaudeville joke. And this is the first time that Burns had clearly not remembered the other times he met Homer before. But this is, I think, the first time they just wrote it across the screen. Like the subtext was there of like, you know, Burns does not remember Homer, and Homer just kind of rolls with the light. Watching, uh, watching yeah. it now, it's like, but he's on the bad. End. He he's the last time we saw Burns and Homer interact, he he vowed to ruin his life. Yeah, yes. I mean, he's like, at last we meet. And at, that, at, that's the line. Yeah. And at now, but now Burns does not have the upper hand. He is totally mm-hmm. fucked by whatever Homer says so or he doesn't say. So you think it's that him is trying, he's I, trying to saying, pretend it's in the past? I think I remember, like as a kid, the joke that home, like Burns never remembers Homer did not kick in for me in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I, can, I think if, if you're thinking about it too much, you can see why. But yeah, he offers uh, Homer a settlement for Bart's injuries. My attorneys have advised me to pay you for running over your child, so I'm cutting you a check. Really? Great. $100. Of course, you'll have to sign a waiver relinquishing your right to sue and so forth. Really a formality. A hundred bucks? Well, it was a very generous offer, sir, but medical bills are low. Oh, so extortion is the name of your little game, is it, Simpson? Very well. Then you get nothing. I have the finest lawyers in Springfield, Simpson. Tangle with me, and I'll crush you like a paper cup. We're really seeing Burns' weakness. Out, yeah. So, yeah, That's but the what they have established is the weak Burns jokes. They yeah. are in full force here. That is the top of that. And, man, I, I actually want to get uh, business cards that are spun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just how 
Homer does it. I also so then he goes to he goes to Lionel's office. Which yeah, is in he a- mops his brow with the business card and it inflates into a sponge. And it's, and he, it's not yeah. called. I can't believe it's not a law office. Yet. Not yet. Is it not just yet. called Lionel Hutt's attorney? It is, law but it's in the same spot. Uh, right. It's next to the Orange Julius. I'm they assuming. didn't realize the sign joke they wanted to do. Yes, <laughs> I think that's the first time we hear Doris Grau. It is. I pointed show. that out, Chris. We need the death oh, jingle. Doris oh, Grau's no, dead. for well, real. Yes. Are you sure she's dead? She's been dead oh, for like twenty years, Chris. You're positive. I'm absolutely positive. Because I don't know if we'll live to get to to this episode. She they, Lunch Lady Doris is back, but her name is Lunch uh, Lady no, Norris. No, it's still they tra- changed her name. Oh, they, they changed her name. They changed okay. her name. Yeah, Tress McNeil did it a few times, I think, after she died, which I thought was kind of disrespectful. Like, yeah. But they Doris, changed it. It's a different person. I guess eventually they changed it. But Doris Grau's voice is inimitable. Yeah. Like, it is the most whiskey and cigarettes old lady <laughs> voice. And they loved her so much, they made her a character on the yeah. Critic. A recurring yeah. Yeah. character. Just, uh, like, the makeup you know, lady. Yeah, Alice? She, Literally Doris. Doris. Her Doris. name is Doris. Her name is Doris yeah. again. Again, yes. Doris Brow, uh, like she had been, her career had been as a writer's uh, assistant through the the golden age of sitcoms. Yeah, and she wow. Had, and she had made it all the way to The Simpsons, worked with James L. Brooks, and she was one of those people they counted on in, they talk about her and say like in the writer's room, she said, that's really funny. And they know like, that's, that's a good joke. Dude, they, I've never been so wowed by an anecdote on here. Yeah, she was the yeah. script supervisor, which was in charge of like timing out lines wow. and figuring out how long takes would be and things like that but like yeah like her voice is just so like distinct and mm-hmm. great and like I love her on the critic she's like just this the sour wall of realism yeah, that you need yeah. in your life yeah she's great though they also she Jay Sherman's mom she's not Jay no, Sherman's no, no, no. she's uh, the makeup lady Doris yeah, there's yeah. one no, but there was one episode where they, where they, they, they she could be his that's mom. right uh, they also talk about on the commentary how much they miss her and also they feel they feel bad that they made multiple jokes on the show that made her cough that made the actor, the character has to cough, so she has yeah. to cough. And now when they hear them on the commentaries, like Gene and Reese, Algie and Mike Reese, the creators who were also rising. That's Simpsons, why they died, Mike. They, they're yeah. just reacting like, ugh, That's I feel bad died. that I made her do all these things. They're like, she wanted but to she's, do it. She's the uh, uh, receptionist for Lionel Hutz, and I love oh, this. Calls. Love this. <laughs> phone calls. Oh, yes. Uh, but this exchange with Homer and Hutz, great. Oh, oh well. <laughs> Mr. Simpson. <laughs> The state bar forbids me from promising you a big cash settlement. But just between you and me, I promise you a big cash settlement. (laughs) My fee is 50%. 50%? You'll be getting more than just a lawyer, Mr. Simpson. You'll also be getting this exquisite faux pearl necklace, a $99 value, as our gift to you. Well, I don't know. You and I might have different ideas about just how big a big cash settlement is. A million dollars? Whoa! Oh, I stand corrected. A million bucks is A-OK. <laughs> so, bum, bum, music Bob, tag. me and you talked about this a mm. little beforehand. The, like, morally, I think they're right to sue Mr. Burns for all this money. Like, Mr. Burns killed Bart. is in the wrong, and he has lots and lots of money. Yeah. And he would not miss a million dollars. Well, anyway. Absolutely As not. the biggest proponent for tort reform here on the show. <laughs> uh, like, That's one of your uh, issues, Chris. No, Keep bringing I, it up. Yeah, no, I, 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 one, it's I didn't, I meant to calculate it because they usually do in situations like this adjusting for inflation how much is a million dollars in 1991 five million it was was probably like two to three to five million okay uh yeah look at me fucking turning up my nose at (laughs) multiple millions of dollars uh but he's gonna take 50 percent of that uh i know i don't think they ever would i don't think homer is entitled to that let alone they they would have won it come this close. I'm wondering how much his hospital stay would have been just based on what I know about the if awful didn't have health insurance? medical industry. God, is this the second time we're going to go off into the show? <laughs> well, sorry, I'm still trying to get mine. It's been it's been hard. 
Well, I guess that's a good lead into the. Is this the first appearance it of a certain is doctor? Another first oh, appearance. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Bad news. <laughs> Your uh, son is a very sick boy. Just look at the x-rays. <laughs> you see that dark spot there? Whiplash. Whiplash? Oh, oh no. no. And this smudge here that looks like my <laughs> fingerprint? No, that's trauma. Am I gonna die? Yes, son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow, I do. I do yeah, have the second uh, part of that. But again, I, uh, based on Gabor Chupo of Klasky yeah, Chupo. Uh, so th- well, it's interesting because <laughs> Hank Azaria is doing the voice, and he was just doing a voice he made up on his head. It was like not Gabor. Ricky Ricardo. Yeah, it was a Ricky thing, Ricardo yeah. voice. The animators hear that voice and they're like, "They must be mocking or or parodying Gabor Chupo, the head of Klasky uh, Chupo, who animated the show for them." Went on to make Rugrats, your Rocket Powers, Duckman, Duckman. And Duck so they draw Nick Riviera to look ah. like Gabor Chupo because they think it's okay, supposed that's to be. where it came from. But then the writers on the commentary, when they hear that from the artists, they're like, "What? No, that wasn't about him." Like because the writers don't like Gabor. Like they quit. Klasky Chupo because mm. uh, like we talked about it in the 13th episode of season one yeah they uh, there was a huge disagreement between James L. Brooks and Gabor Chupo about the first animated version of the episode mm. the Babysitter Bandit episode they were not fans of Chupo yeah, I would it's think. only on the DVD and I can I was only able to find it in animated gif form like 10 minutes of animated <laughs> gif What's uh, that like? Two first. It's it's amazing. Two gigabytes of amazing GIF. how well animated it is. I don't know. Giffy Cat is amazing. Bob. Okay, I need uh, to, I need to open up my world to that. Uh, this is the follow up clip to that. Is this is because Hutz has taken uh, Bart to a different doctor who's not Doctor Hebert, uh, and this is the follow up to that immediate thing we just heard. I'm going to die. <laughs> Everything's fine. Will I ever play baseball again? (laughs) (laughs) But I played baseball this morning. That's right, he did. Excuse me, but Dr. Hibbert has been our family physician for years, and he thought Bart was fine. Oh, Dr. Hibbert from Johns Hopkins Medical School. (laughs) With all due respect, Mrs. Simpson, you're not a doctor. The boy's not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. The only person in this room who even comes close is this man. Stop! <laughs> You're embarrassing me. <laughs> it's a cute You're sequence. Embarrassing me. Uh, and just again, Hudson and Riviera should have worked off each other more. They're God, great, they're great together. Yeah. I would say twenty twenty years. I never got the John Hopkins joke. Oh yeah. Until, until my girlfriend applied there. It's a very good school. Yes, I think the... Nick River went to like Hollywood Upstairs Medical College or something <laughs> yeah, like that. That's right. Yeah. Bigger time at med school. Um, I can describe anything I want, baby. But the whole point is, is, I guess, like what? They're just, they're in league with Huts at this point. Exactly, yeah. So, and, um, oh. So then it goes to Burns wanting to fire Homer, which that's my favorite joke of the episode mm-hmm. when Smithers tells him, do you really think uh, you should fire the, the him? Like, mm-hmm. think of the headlines. What about the headlines? I know. He just imagines yeah. uh, the headlines are just smart move. Another good one by Burns. <laughs> and so I, I guess it's like, okay, we can't fire him now, but wait until this go, like this fades away from public mm-hmm. knowledge, and then we'll fire Homer. That's again another classic like Burnsism, like the. He gives it better I'm in calling the Germans Trump. episode, like the sword of Damocles is hanging right above his head. <laughs> and then when he least expects it, slap. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Hutt's coaching Bart on how to fake a trial. Uh, then we get into Hutt's coaching Bart on how to uh, <laughs> perjure himself. Yes. <laughs> now, let's pretend you're on the witness stand. How are you, Bart? Fine. 
Oh, fine. Isn't that nice? Bart says he's fine. Wrong! You're not fine! You're in constant pain! I am in constant pain. Dad, may I please make an observation? <laughs> oh, what? What is it? <laughs> I think this is all a charade to make Bart look more injured than he really is. Well, maybe Lisa does have a point. I don't mind you boys doing this in the living room, but in court, doesn't Bart have to tell the truth? <laughs> yeah, but what is truth, if you follow me? Uh, I only sort what of, is true? I sort of didn't like it. Yeah, it's such a good Bill Clintonism. He dismissed uh, her immediately with no follow-up. Like, what is truth? Yeah. Anyways, let's go back to what we were doing. Yeah. But that, that that it's so uncharacteristic for any Phil Hartman character to yell at all. Yeah. yeah. Like, to raise their voice. That, that wrong was stolen by Kevin Spacey in the Superman, <laughs> Superman Returns. Returns. Like, wrong! wrong! Billions. Uh, uh, <laughs> and I, this is... Probably this is the, a second really good uh, episode with Simpsons in a courtroom setting. It but is. I think they slowly find how to do that because well, they're in courtrooms a lot. They throughout are. Yeah. Next couple seasons. And this is a duo of premieres as well because oh, it's boy, Judge yeah. Malton. Uh, mm-hmm. And also Burns's lawyer, the, the blue-haired lawyer, the blue-haired lawyer. All he's known as still. Well, uh, he's Roy Cohn. Which, when they were parroting Roy <laughs> Cohn, then he was not a famous AIDS victim who <laughs> like had secret gay sex all the time. I think but, it's uh, the the voice of Ray Cohn, but the the character is based off of it, like an old Hollywood guy. Yeah, I yeah, totally yeah, forget I the so name. Too. I'm sorry. So I should have came more prepared for that. So good. This Perfect is my line of the show. I think. <clears throat> Your Honor, my client has instructed me to remind the court how rich and important he is. <laughs> that he is not like other. Man. I should be able to run over as many kids as I want. <laughs> oh, man. Mr. Burns, I must warn you that if you continue to disrupt the court in this way, I will have to cite you for contempt. You wouldn't dare. Well, no, I, I guess I wouldn't. It's <laughs> oh, so good. It's uh, a great read. I lo- that is my line of the show because that is the exact opposite that a lawyer should say at the beginning of a trial. Yeah. They shouldn't. That makes it's a jury hate like a rich men. person when they separate them from the cause. That's, uh, that's the only reason I can guess that Burns is about to... In, in all honesty, why Burns would lose such a trial. Exactly. There's no reason a million dollars needs to exchange hands. And I think it's funny, like, the dynamic has changed so much in these early episodes in which, in the later episode, like, the Simpsons would have the bad lawyer and the bad mm-hmm. case. But in this in this case, Burns is the guy who is always doing the wrong thing yeah. on, on the stand at every, at every <laughs> moment and every chance, yeah. And so then Burns tells Bart tells his side of the story. Burns tells his side of the story. They're both very like funny animated. I know scenes. Brett yeah. was Brett was mad at me. He's like, did you get the clip of him just said, take me? I'm, I'm old, and I should have. And it just like it just did. It doesn't sound like Mr. Burns no, at all. It doesn't. No, well, he didn't know how to scream mm-hmm. as the character yet. But but I also like that uh, Homer uh, Burns takes out a paper to read from it like that's great and also, <laughs> oh I missed that I must have missed that it's Spanish Flea playing which yes. they mentioned in the commentary mm-hmm. they were only able to get that because actually it's Tijuana Brass sorry yeah. Tijuana Brass sorry Henry. actually Tijuana Taxi <laughs> Tijuana Taxi fuck yes alright <laughs> double nerded triple nerded okay they could only get Tijuana Taxi because mm-hmm. Jay Cogan's godfather writer Jay Cogan his godfather <gasps> right. wrote the song so wow. they had to reach out through him to Is get one the, of the wrecking crew. I, I don't know. I am, he could be. Well, Jay Cogan's old Hollywood. Like he's like a third generation writer or of, the, of the Jay Florida Cogan Terry Hogan's. And... I, I mean, he wrote for uh, he wrote for Frasier. He did. Uh, and I just I love how piss Burns is at his lawyers because <laughs> again this is like uncharacteristic oh, yelling from okay. oh Harry, my God. Harry Shearer just bringing it there, like right. oh you're amazing right. play this please I love it they hate me. Well, what trial were you watching? <laughs> oh, yes, settlement. Fine. Hang your head, 
hides in shame, you overpriced, underbrand, glorified notary publics. Just get that big ape to my house tonight, and we'll buy him off with a banana or two. Ah. <laughs> uh. They, it's, it, but I wrote the note that they, they they actually do hang their heads in shame when he tells them yeah. to do it. Yeah. Like they, they all hang their heads. Yeah, and, and they don't have any clips That is it. so mean when he says, like, buy him off with a banana or two and the reaction yes. on Homer's face. Yeah. And they actually, they edited that in after the fact because originally Homer was not supposed to hear that. But mm-hmm. the fact that he hears it makes it funnier because he, like, he knows what Burns is about now. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I didn't get any clips from this. It's one of my favorite sequences from the episode, them going to his house. Yes. And so many things. Like, whenever, like, I've lost my keys... And mm-hmm. I find them. I'm phony doctors. Hello. <laughs> like I, I say that all the time. And just Homer's like, I spit on his settlement. And as an adult now that ha- like I yelling, yelling today at an insurance salesman. And uh, <laughs> I, I do. Ex- oh, they hang up on me. And then like, oh, yeah. Instant remorse. So like that. It cuts back to the scene of after Homer spits on his chair. He's wiping it off as fast yeah. as he can. I do like um, how Mr. Burns won't even buy into the, the farce enough because it's like uh, mm-hmm. Homer's like, you're trying to get me drunk, aren't you, Mr. Burns? He's like, yes. <laughs> just like, he's just like, just drink and agree to this, you idiot. <laughs> And it all falls apart because uh, Marge, goddamn her morals, mother, yeah. female but morals coming, getting one over him. He's the most evil man in the world. You can, you can <laughs> steal from him; it's fine. That's my opinion. I, I am, I am. Uh, Take his money. Fuck I'm chaotic. It. Good, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm on his side. Too. I'm a dyslexic neutral. Okay. And so, so then they call Marge to the stand, which yes. the audience. I, I wrote the. The audience gasped at that, which why why did the court audience care? <laughs> well, because Marge? why would they make the mother testify during the trial of uh, so. yeah. lawsuit seems over illegal her injured that child? The mother could testify. I guess. This is a great scene, and again, like uh, Harry Shearer gets the MVP award, but I love all the performances from Julie Kavner as oh, Marge. Really here. good, yeah. Like especially her response earlier. Well, her like, didn't, I played baseball today. He did. He did play baseball today. Her and Dan are so good in this moment. Yeah. Here, I think. Mrs. Simpson, could you describe for us in your own? Words, I, but there is a part of this like I don't think The Simpsons normally does that that feels like this is a live read between two people and I believe this is cut out for syndication like I don't what? remember really? it as much because it's just like a lot of just like back and forth like no, improv no. talking yeah mm-hmm. I don't know could you describe for us in your own words thoughts intense mental anguish and suffering well I don't know how intense it was uh-huh. <laughs> but well, I guess he did miss three days of school. Oh, three days. Although he doesn't really like school all that much. No. So I guess that may not count as anguish. No, it doesn't. It was a little hard on me having him around the house yes. all that time. Could you put a dollar amount on all these hardships? Well, we pay Bart $5 a week to take out the trash. Mm-hmm. I suppose if he'd been able to do it that week, we might have given him the $5. $5? Mm-hmm. But your lawyer, assuming he is a lawyer, is asking for a million. Well, we can't blame them for trying, can we? <laughs> the March fucks up there, though, because the medical bills, like, that... They should at least get that. It, yeah. it, it, you don't know the what their deductible bills. looks like. Um, <laughs> it's, it's more, like, I'm more, like... Uh, five dollars for taking out the tra- I took out the trash mowed the lawn got all the, the papers in a place where there wasn't an actual mailbox it was at the beginning of the inter- like the beginning <laughs> of the subdivision I did so much five dollars just for that adjusting for inflation week, I think yeah. back then yeah I, uh, but uh, yeah Marge pretty much t- uh, loses the trial for mm-hmm. Bart Homer mm-hmm. Uh, no money at all. No and money it, at all. Once again, I think we get the the grafted on James L. Brooks. We don't know how to get out of this ending. The last couple like, minutes aren't great. And yeah. I just think I forgot about it. In like, I but I understand it. Like my wife cost me a million dollars, 
And like I thought it was gonna, it just they have like a ninety seconds to resolve this exactly, yeah. And like it looks to be something really deep. What is it like to resent your wife when you feel like mm-hmm. she blew your big shot? I'm pretty much reading fucking Homer's lines verbatim because <laughs> uh, this is the, not this clip. But the next one is the longest clip in Talking Simpsons history. My wife cost me a million dollars. Homer, would you like some more macaroni and cheese? Yeah, a million dollars worth your treacherous snake woman. Oh, thank you. <laughs> some string beans? No, I don't want any string beans either. You're too timing backstaffing. Uh-oh, better answer. Oh, thank you. Some celery with cream cheese on it. Just mouth polite nothings. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I, I remember a fight with my parents. Like, my mom fucked up on taxes. Mm. And, like... It was a weird fight to see with my parents. It was like bitterness, like, you really fucked us. It is very observational. Like, I know what it's like to want to be mad at someone, but it's, like, really hard because they are being nice to you. Just like, God, I want to hate you, but you're not letting me. And if I had to give another line of the show, it's Marge's response when she comes to apologize for doing the right thing. (laughs) I apologize for doing the right thing. I wrote it in. I want you to forgive me for doing doing the right right thing. thing. Yeah, and, like, this is, if you want to hear it, this is the whole end of the episode. Let's do it, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a great clip. Because given a little more time with this situation, it it says something really weird and unique about Marge and Homer's relationship, that he's able to tell her this right away. But this is all done just to wrap the episode, so it is super abrupt. They are super tying a bow on it really fast. I was like, wow, this is really heavy shit. This is, I've never seen a show deal with a relationship like this in, like right when I had that thought, you hear like this tag music. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's over. And Mo does his line. Yes. Hey, hey, guys! Knock it off. It's just my wife. Oh. Well, hello. My name is Marge. <laughs> my name is Marge. Homer, I'd like you to forgive me for doing the right thing. Oh, Marge. We've squabbled over money before. Never this much. I mean, I know this is different than that time I washed your pants with a 20 in the pocket, but I... No, 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 you you think this is about money? Well, it's not. It's worse, Marge. I'm afraid that from now on, when I look at you, I'm not going to see the wife by my side or the mother of my children. I'm just going to see the dame who blew my one big chance. What are you saying, Homer? I'm saying... She's been your wife for ten years. You've had three children together. It's time to be honest with her. I'm not sure I love you anymore. <gasps> but don't worry, I'll never let you. Like I'll, I'll, I'll still do all the bad stuff. <laughs> the bad Maybe stuff. it won't be so bad. Oh my <laughs> lord! Oh. Well, the entire I bar don't is reacting. Wait a minute to find out whether you love me anymore. A relationship without love. I think love? that you should look me in the eyes and find out. No. Homer, look at me. All right, all right. Internal monologue. Look at her if it'll like, shut her up. Start with the feet. Still lot. angry. Good. Good, Homer. Good. This is tough. Need refreshment. Oh, good old trustworthy beer. My love for you will never die. Anyway, <laughs> gotta look at the wife straight in the eyes and tell her. Oh, who am I kidding? I love you more than ever. I love you too. Sorry to scare you like that, babe. (laughs) Okay, everybody. For the next 15 minutes, one third off on every picture. I would really, I would really oh, love... Wait, you, you missed the rest oh, of that no. joke. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, so I lump a customer, domestic beer only. Hey, no sharing. As a, as a beer drinker, I find that offensive. Like, <laughs> no sharing. 30% off a pitcher of like Budweiser <laughs> that you can't yeah. share. Only domestic. Yeah, I now know yeah. the difference between domestic and, and imported. I, yeah, I think that... 
I think they overworked on there. They're like, yeah, too many things. I also have a continuity issue here. Uh-oh. In a couple episodes, we're going to find out that Barney went to the same high school as Marge and knew her. Mm-hmm. But in this scene, he reacts to Marge oh, like, oh, who's this? I'm Marge. I assume they Barney is, not know each other. is too drunk, maybe. We could pass it off as that. I, I yes. also, like, if we could pick this up on audio, let me see. I scare you like that, babe. <laughs> The first person to start yelling in the background is Barney. And what I wouldn't give for, like, raw audio... Let me oh. turn it up as much as I can. Okay, everybody. Okay. <laughs> I remember during the commentary, Mike Reese is, is, like, upset. He's like, why does, why does he love her more than ever? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. It's- um, I have a good answer for that. Why is that? Well... Hmm. I, I I can be a combative person. Hi, hi Henry has to see me every day. Um. Uh. I, and I have I occasionally yell at. I, I don't get in fights a lot, and I I know like there are certain times when my girlfriend wants to fight with me, and I'm like I just won't fucking hear of it. Like I'll just walk away. But there are other times you get like I'm getting this out, and I'm going to say this, and I I don't care what the fuck you think. I don't mm. care what you think at all. I need to say this. And I there's been I've been up against the brink of like that point where you break a relationship like forever, and like I do get the Homer Simpson internal monologue. It has ha- it has happened to me like once a year for like <laughs> wow. once a year once a year where like if I don't shut up right now if I don't stop saying this and like you can see what Homer's saying like I don't know if I can love you anymore and I I do come to my senses it could within be seconds like the euphoria of a fight being over and things being okay again you know like we can put all this behind us and now we're gonna start over you it, know? it just it just more like because again I did not have this as a younger man where like. Uh, I'm really going to throw all this away over winning an argument. And I don't know. I related to the scene. It's I think it's abrupt. I don't think it's great. Yeah, it does. But, I think, it feels like a James L. Brooks rescue mission. But <laughs> at the same time, like it's not the worst ending. It just feels yeah. like out of out of touch, out of tone with the rest of the episode. You know, actually speaking, it's it's a weak, weaker ending to a very good episode. But yeah, it, it happened recently. Just where like I am really mad. And I, and I still like I'll tell you right now, feel perfectly justified. The look on her face looking that sad and like really like everything else is worth me letting her know I'm mad about this yeah yeah. like I, like I was completely in the right like fuck it it's yeah, over it's not love you babe oh, <laughs> also to let you know how uh, how overworked the animators were on this that Mark Kirkland the director said that he pushed himself so hard that he he was he thought he was just sick the entire time and then the doctors revealed to him he had walking pneumonia oh, God. the yeah. entire time he was making the show and he was on the verge of death. So he... <laughs> I think he had to go up several flights of stairs to get, go between the writers and the animation team. Just like, back and yeah. forth. Like, do you like this better now, guys? No, right, draw this better, stupid. <laughs> uh, poor animators to a writer driven Make show. it a pie. <laughs> Pies are easy pie. to draw. So yeah, that's been Talking Simpsons, everybody. Uh, as for me, I'm your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me at Bob Servo on Twitter. I also run the Classic Gaming Podcast Retronauts, and I write for US Gamer and Something Awful. Check out those sites read my stuff. Everybody wow, else. Oh, it feels so good every mm-hmm. time. I love it. Well, I mean, this is uh, this is brought to you by the Patreon for LazerTime.com, the LazerTimePodcast.com, which is the home of all of our podcasts. And if you want to hear our thoughts on the first season of The Simpsons, that is exclusive to people who pledge $5 or more a month on the Patreon. You can find it in there and download them. Uh, and also, I do the comic book podcast, Cape Crisis, every week. Give it a listen. Uh, and I do the Laser Time Show, lasertimepodcast.com. I wish I had something more specific to plug. You can follow me on Twitter, Cantista. Odds are I won't reply. Oh, that's too bad. But we'll see you next news. week with a brand new episode of Talking Simpsons, everybody. Have a good one. Take it easy. Take it easy.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.